You're listening to Martian Gardens episode 1061, hour number one. My name is Max, here with you for the next three hours, or two hours, depending. We start the first set with music from Mark So, that's S-O, and his new release on Open Space called The Part of Life. What we hear is a piece for... Uh, cassette collage called Nocturne. Then following this five-minute piece, we turn more high-tech with Leo Cupper and his aviforms, bird shapes. And what we'll hear is an excerpt from aviforms, parts one through four, from Digital Voices, released in 2012 on Pogus Productions, electronic music and processing from Leo Cupper from his uh, Brussels studio, Studio de Recherche, with uh, soprano Barbara Zanicelli performing uh, the vocal parts. Then we end with Jerry Tabor and a piece called Engaging Kazi. And I'll get to the peculiar title afterwards. This comes from Electroacoustic Music 6, released on NUMA Records in 1999. Computer music from Jerry Tabor from 96, ending the set with uh, the longer, uh, the longest of the pieces, running about 12 minutes. First, the five-minute piece from Mark So, and this piece is called Nocturne. Thank you. 
That was Jerry Tabor from Salisbury University in Maryland. Engaging Causey, that was called. We started with Mark So, that's S-O, and that was called Nocturne from his Part of Life release on Open Space, the Open Space magazine from 2021. Um, and then Leo Cooper from Belgium, that was Aviforms, parts one through four on uh, Digital Voices, released on Pogus Productions in 2012. Jerry Tabor, engaging Causey. Causey refers to Causey, New Mexico, a little town uh, just over the border from the panhandle of Texas. And uh, the inspiration for engaging Causey is the auditory and visual experience uh, Jerry Tabor had driving down the uh, Texas route uh, or the New Mexico route 114 towards his uh, father's childhood home in the little town of Causey, New Mexico, hence engaging Causey, an electronic music piece recorded, really composed in uh, C sound over uh, about 25 years ago. Uh, C sound being the program for computer music in the C language. And uh, that's from Electroacoustic Music Volume 6 on Numa Records from 1999. Uh, Jerry Tabor went on to uh, operate the Numa Records label himself uh, for from about tw- 2013 through 2019, and uh, he's passed that on to uh, Dr. Philip Blackburn, who now runs it, and uh, I've got a whole a bunch of new releases from uh, Numa Records, thanks to Dr. Blackburn. So uh, we'll continue with two composers from uh, continuing with electroacoustic music and, and uh, two composers from Argentina, Jose Halak and uh, Ricardo Del Ferra. From Jose Halak, we'll hear a piece based on a poem and a folk song called The Breaking of the Scream, and that's from Sonic Circuits 7 on Innova Recordings, also from uh, 1999. Um, And uh, this is uh, electroacoustic music from uh, Jose Halak, uh, with the the poem being a text by uh, Pablo Anadon, Argentinian poet and a, a folk song from northern Argentina and that's uh, composed in 1998 also f- from the same time Ricardo del Ferra will hear a piece called Ashram and this was released on a, another electroacoustic music compilation called Desde el Otro Lado from the other side Electroacoustic music from Latin America, released on the now-defunct label OO Discs in 1998. Electroacoustic music by Ricardo Del Ferra, with uh, Joseph Celli of OO Discs um, playing a mukavina, which is a kind of Indian double reed instrument. The first one can be a little bit alarming if you're not prepared for it, as it's got a great human scream in it. Uh, Jose Halak, the composer, says uh, the breaking of the scream is based on a poem by Argentine poet uh, Pablo Anadon and uh, 
traditional folk song from the northwest of Argentina. Uh, the poem originally in Spanish is entitled Seasons of the Tree and is centered around the idea of the departure of the loved one and the painful remains of the sentiments no longer recognized. Uh, the folk song describes the purely carnal and sexual desire of a man who compares himself to a tiger. These two bodies are merged with screams, chanting, and uh, drums, and electronic manipulation of these sources. He, Halak notes, After my very own experience, I can describe this piece as the ultimate homage to divorce. Well, that's interesting. Okay, so Jose Halak, The Breaking of the Scream... And that runs about 11 minutes, and that's will be followed with by uh, Ricardo Del Ferra and Ashram. This is Martian Gardens, episode 1061, hour number one.
Electroacoustic music from Argentina, from Jose Halak and uh, Ricardo Del Fara. Well, we started back about 20 minutes ago with Jose Halak, The Breaking of the Scream from Sonic Circuit 7, released on Innova Recordings in 1999. Electroacoustic music from Jose Halak with its text from Pablo Anadon and... Uh, uh, who is an Argentinian poet and a northern Argentinian folk. Jose Halak, The Breaking of the Scream. Ricardo Del Fara was next with Ashram, and that was from Desde, uh, Desde el Otro Lado, music from the other side, from uh, electroacoustic music from Latin America. That's a release on OO Discs from 1998. OO Discs now... Uh, Long Defunct, that was uh, Joseph Celli's label, who uh, performs uh, 
on this piece on the Mukavina, an Indian double reed instrument. And um, before, uh, oh, let's see, well, that this was released in uh, 1998, and then the little label kind of went belly up. And uh, so, although uh, Desde El Otro Lado is uh, one of the best electroacoustic music compilations out there, it's getting pretty hard to find. But uh, you can hear it here on Martian Gardens. Okay, uh, we continue with our uh, final piece for the hour. We'll hear uh, from Chin Ting Chan, a native of Hong Kong. Uh, I believe he goes uh, by the first name of Patrick, though, but he's credited as uh, Chin Ting Chan, um, and he's from Ball State University. Uh, he also studied at uh, the University of Missouri, Kansas City, uh, with, uh, among others, uh, Jim Moberly and Paul Rudy, uh, both of whom uh, we hear on Martian Gardens from time to time. Um, and he's got a release on uh, Drift, Volume 34, from the Society of Composers, Incorporated, on Navona, uh, released on Navona Records in uh, 2020. And uh, the piece is called Falling Stars. It's for uh, Wind Ensemble, performed by the Ball State University Wind Ensemble, conducted by Caroline Hand. Guess that's a good name for a conductor. And uh, this was recorded at uh, the Kaufman Center for Performing Arts uh, in Kansas City, Missouri, March 16th, 2017, the year that uh, the piece was completed. Chin Ting Chan, or Patrick Chan, Falling Stars. This is uh, Martian Gardens, episode 1061, hour number one, winding down.
You're listening to Martian Gardens, episode 1061, hour number two. Remember, the Martian Gardens blog is uh, three hours, and you can uh, hear all three hours with uh, no truncations at the end of the hour at the Martian Gardens uh, website, uh, or Martian Gardens blog, martiangardens.blog, with the anchor.fm podcast. They're always there in their complete form. And uh, we'll start with uh, this hour number two of episode 1061 with music from Ken Field and then from uh, Jonathan Holting-Cohen. And uh, what we'll start with is uh, two selections from Ken Field. Uh, Ken Field was uh, a well-known musician in uh, the Boston area and in... Uh, jazz circles as he uh, joined the uh, legendary uh, Boston ensemble bird songs of the Mesozoic uh, just as they were developing more from a experimental uh, uh, rock improv band into a progressive jazz band and he, he stayed with the bird songs of the Mesozoic for about 20 years and he's had got his own project also which is called uh, the Revolutionary Snake Ensemble. Uh, We'll hear two selections that are just Ken Field uh, solo. He's a and uh, from the first one which was released in 1996 on OO Discs called Subterranea. uh, We'll hear one of my favorite little things that he did called Space in a Place and uh, this does not feature his his instrument, the saxophone, but it's uh, sticks on plastic tubs, uh, sticks on plastic uh, tubs, sticks on uh, suitcase, egg shaker, frame drum, and flutes. And this was all recorded onto a digital tape at uh, the Henge in New Mexico in May of 1995. And we'll follow this with his latest. Uh, release on Numa Records as Kenfield, which is called Transmitter, and they're all beginning with a trans something, as the theme is transformation. What we'll hear is called Transoceanic, and uh, this is for saxophones with live looping by Kenfield, with uh, further production uh, by the composer Erdem Helvichulu, Turkish composer we uh, sometimes hear on Martian Gardens. And uh, this was uh, finally mastered and edited at the Revolution Sound Studio in Charlestown, Mass. And uh, so that's will be coming up after a four-minute piece of space in a place. We'll hear Transonic. And then from Jonathan Holting-Cohen, we'll hear his... uh, cover of a what is it rendition of Felipe Felipe Salas's uh Europuru and that's from Second Flight uh on an over recordings released in 2021 and uh this is for soprano saxophone and live electronics recorded at uh, Wellser- Wellspring Sound Studios in Acton Massachusetts in 2019 then we'll end with uh fully electronic music from John White, a peculiar piece called Sitcom 
Tyrolean après ski music, ski music, from Electric Music, uh, music composed and performed in London in the uh, 1980s, uh, released on Ants Records, a new timeless sound in 2021, music for synthesizers and electronic devices by John White. Uh, we start with two Ken Field pieces, A Space and a Place in Transonic, starting with Ken Field's A Space in a Place from Subterranea on OO Discs and 1996 release.
Listening to Martian Gardens episode 1061, hour number two. 
And uh, that was some quirky music for synthesizers and electronics, uh, electronic devices. John White, a title that I uh, won't even attempt to interpret. Sitcom Tyrolean Après Ski Music. So that was from Electric Music, uh, a compilation of of tapes rescued and restored from his concerts in London in the 80s and 90s. And uh, that's released on the Ants label from Italy. Ants, a new timeless sound. Uh, well, we started with Boston's Ken Field, long affiliates of uh, the Berkeley School, and with uh, uh, Bird Songs of the Mesozoic, and his own project, uh, the Revolutionary Snake Ensemble. He also releases solo work from time to time, Ken Field. And uh, we heard uh, from two of his uh, solo releases, uh, 25 years apart. Uh, first, from, first from Subterranea, released in 96 on OO Discs. That was called A Space is a Place. And that was for uh, percussed objects, uh, egg shaker, frame drum, and flutes, uh, recorded onto digital tape during a residency at uh, The Henge in New Mexico in May of 1995. And then brand new work uh, called Transmitter with all the uh, tracks for saxophones and live looping by Ken Field, all uh, beginning with a prefix trans, and that was trans-oceanic. Uh, this was recording was made with uh, uh, assistance from uh, the electronic music composer Erdem Helvichulu, uh, who we uh, hear from time to time, and uh, Andy Pinkham of uh, the uh, Revolutionary Sound Studio in Charlestown, Massachusetts. Uh, Ken Field trans, uh, Transmitter is uh, on Numa Records, one of their uh, new released, uh, both physical and digital copies. Uh, Jonathan Holting Cohen, uh, we uh, performed uh, Philippi Salis's Europuru, which is, a, I'm probably butchering that pronunciation, it's a kind of a South American bird, uh, and that's from a uh, release called Second Flight on Innova Recordings, music for soprano saxophone and live electronics. And uh, the uh, soprano saxo saxophone, as all saxophones on this uh, release, uh, performed by Jonathan Holting Cohen, and that was uh, recorded at uh, Wellspring Studios in Acton, Mass. Uh, and I thought the electronic soundtrack uh, that... Uh, Felipe Salles provided had a, a campy 80s throwback to it, uh, which is uh, not to demean it. It is uh, it is uh, something that uh, I'm nostalgic for, though, and uh, hence I decided John White and a sitcom Tyrolean après ski music would be a great. Uh, uh, a great follow-up, but uh, uh, that's an awkward uh, uh, title, uh, and it's not even—it's not explained. Uh, but that's from a double CD release called Electric Music, 
uh, from uh, London in the 80s, where uh, John White was performing in various clubs. He's got his own group as well, uh, or he had he had his own group. I think he's pretty much retired, which is called Live Bats, and uh, we've heard from that as well. Well, we'll continue with um, um, music from uh, Robert Gross and uh, a piece called Nothing Has Changed. And uh, this is uh, brand new from uh, New Focus Recordings, and uh, the release is called Chronicles. And uh, Robert Gross uh, dedicates this to uh, composers such as... uh, such as Milton Babbitt, who we'll hear next, who uh, composed on a single synthesizer, and this was all composed on the Absinthe 5 synthesizer, uh, and this goes, uh, this was composed in 2019. Uh, the title Nothing Has Changed, with Robert Gross repeating throughout the piece, Nothing Has Changed. It's a reference to uh, the uh, mass shootings and the gun violence we uh, suffer from in uh, the United States and uh, marking from the uh, date of the uh, at- atrocious uh, uh, new town, um, Sandy Hook, uh, uh, Connecticut, uh, uh, m- mass murder of uh, school children in 2012 to uh, up to uh, 2019. And uh, he cites the number who have been killed since then by gun violence. And uh, nothing has changed is a statement of frustration uh, many people share that our legislators uh, can't seem to do anything to enact sensible gun laws. Um, His political comment, not mine necessarily, but uh, there you go. Well, we'll follow this with a piece for... Uh, another uh, big synthesizer, the RCA Mark II sound synthesizer, and we'll hear Milton Babbitt's occasional variations, uh, uh, whereas um, Robert Gross's piece has a kind of a jazzier sound. Milton Babbitt's piece here is sound a little different. It's got more of a microtonal uh, um, classical sound to it, and uh, occasional variations, uh, was released under that title on Zadik Records in 2003. Um, And uh, this is music from the Columbia Princeton Electronic Music Center, composed between 1968 and 1971. So it's one of Babbitt's later electronic works from uh, from his uh, long and storied career. First, Robert Gross. This is called Nothing has changed. Music from New Focus Recordings. Nothing has changed. 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 
Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed.
And to wind down the hour, we'll hear music from Anton Webern, Variations, Opus 27, and from Stefan Volpe, we'll hear Form, both on Bridge Records, performed by Alec Karras.
Max back with the third hour of Martian Gardens, episode 1061. And going back to the hour, the last hour, hour two, uh, just at the, the end there, what we uh, heard was uh, music from Alec Karras, who performed Anton Webern's Variations, Opus 27, in three movements, and uh, uh, Stefan Volpe's Form, uh, both from a release on Bridge Records from 2013 called uh, uh, Webern, Volpe, and Feldman, all music performed by Alec Karras. Uh, and uh, the set before that was Robert Gross, Nothing Has Changed, from Chronicles, released on New Focus Recordings, and Milton Babbitt, Occasional Variations, uh, released on the Occasional Variations, uh, Milton Babbitt release on Zadik Records from 2003. We start uh, with more piano music. And then we glide into some more experimental music. We start with music composed by Laura Kaminsky from a release called Oppens plays Kaminsky piano by Ursula Oppens and in this case it's music for uh, four hands so it's called it also includes uh, Jerome Lowenthal 
performing alongside Ursula Oppens. Uh, Laura Kaminsky's uh, piece called The Reckoning uh, is actually in in uh, in five parts. We heard the first two a couple of weeks ago, which were Majestic Yet and Hurting Still. This is called uh, the full title Reckoning, Five Miniatures for America, for Piano, Four Hands. Uh, that's a ungainly title, but uh, beautiful miniatures. And we'll hear the next three, uh, Reverie, Divided, and finally Forward Yet. Music from Laura Kaminsky. Then from Craig Pepples, uh, we'll hear a piece called Wire Sculpture for Ben, dedicated to Benjamin Boritz. And uh, this is from Open Space 43, music of Craig Pepples and uh, uh, Yuji Takahashi. And uh, the piano is performed by Julia Shu. And that's another Open Space magazine release. And then uh, we'll end with uh, Thomas Meadowcroft and a piece called Cradles from Speak Percussion, released in 2019 on Mode Records, music for percussion and Wurlitzer. And uh, the percussion here is uh, by Eugene Ugetti, Matthias Schack Arnott, and uh, Wurlitzer Piano, performed uh, by Thomas Meadowcroft, Recorded in uh, Berlin, March 16th, 2013. That'll be the uh, final piece after uh, Laura Kaminsky and Craig Pepples. Laura Kaminsky starting, uh, this is, uh, these excerpts run uh, all together, about five and a half minutes. This is from uh, Reckoning Five Miniatures for America for Piano for Hands. You're listening to Martian Gardens. Episode 1061, hour number three.
That was music from Thomas Meadowcroft. We heard Cradles, and that's for percussion and a Wurlitzer electric piano. We started with Laura Kaminsky. We heard selections from Reckoning, uh, Reckoning 5 Miniatures for America for Piano Four Hands. And uh, that was three of them. We heard the first two a couple of weeks ago, the, and uh, the final three. This week, Reverie, Divided, and Forward Yet. And the 
pianos were by uh, Ursula Oppens and uh, Jerome Lowenthal, recorded at the Bookwald Hall uh, at Brooklyn College, February 1st, 2020. And uh, following that, uh, Craig Pepples, uh, Wire Sculpture. Oh, that by the way, that's on Sedil Records. Uh, Oppens plays Kaminsky. Following that, Craig Pepples, Wire Sculpture for Ben, dedicated to Benjamin Boritz, um, his uh, colleague at the Open Space magazine, and uh, that's from Open Space 43, music by Pepples and Takahashi, uh, music performed, well, the piano in this piece, performed by Julia Shu at uh, the Sonorium in Tokyo, February 16th, 2019, and uh, Thomas Meadowcroft ended with his piece, uh, Cradles, um, from Speak Percussion, uh, released in 2019 on Mode Records. That was for percussion and Wurlitzer electric piano, uh, performed by Thomas Meadowcroft, with uh, uh, percussion by Eugene Ugetti, uh, Matthias Shaq Arnott, and, oh, well, uh, those two. And uh, then from Thomas Meadowcroft, uh, uh, recorded at uh, Mertz Music uh, um, at, in uh, Berlin, March 16th, 2013. Well, we'll continue with uh, Guy Barash. Uh, played music from his, uh, his composition, The uh, Wrong Ocean, for string quartet over uh, the past couple of weeks. And uh, this week we'll hear another release, for another selection from his Facts About Water uh, CD from Innova Recordings, released in uh, 2014. Um, and what we'll hear is uh, a poem by Nick Flynn called Proteus, Electric Monologue, featuring the voice of Andrew Struck-Marcel and uh, Digital Signal Processing by a guy barash uh, this has the effect of making the uh, vocals uh, seem very distorted and strange uh, but uh, beautiful at the same time and uh, the proteus poem i think well i haven't read it all the way through so i won't comment on it uh, then we'll follow this with uh, ari shapira whom uh, Gary uh, Guy Barash had, uh, studied with uh, early on at uh, the University of Haifa. And uh, we'll hear a similar kind of piece with uh, distorted vocals, uh, Lament for Lotan. And uh, this is a, a piece dedicated uh, to uh, one Lotan Ijaki, who was uh, killed in the uh, Lebanese Civil War in 1982. This is music for uh, readers, recorder, and electroacoustic processing, uh, with uh, uh, readers featured uh, by the uh, Ido Basok, uh, a scholar from Jerusalem University, also Alona Frankel and uh, Shmuel Miller, Music uh, uh, with the uh, recorder played by uh, Yahudi Gilad, 
uh, and the text by, again, the same scholar, uh, Ido Besak, uh, music composed uh, by Ari Shapira in 1987. And that will follow uh, this uh, eight and a half minute piece, Gary Barash, excuse me, Guy Barash, uh, Proteus, Electric Monologue. This is from Facts About Water on Innova Recordings. Call me Proteus. I live at the bottom of a steep cliff down a treacherous path at the edge of the sea. You can see me from the top of the cliff, lolling on a flat rock, staring into the endless nothing of the sea, but to reach me is difficult. You've been told that I have the answer to your question, and you are a little desperate to have this question answered. As you make your way down, you must be careful not to dislodge any loose gravel. Careful not to cry out when the thorns pierce your feet. You must approach me as quietly as you can. Keep right on my Keep your hands on me, around my neck. You've been told that you have to hold on while you ask your question. You've been told that you can't let go. You've been told that as you hold on, I will transform into the shape and form of that which most terrifies you in order to get you to release your grip. But the promise is that if you can hold on, through your fear, I will return to his real form and answer your question. Here's a secret. Everyone, if they live long enough, will lose their way at some point. You will lose your way. You will wake up one morning and find yourself lost. This is a hard, simple truth. If it hasn't happened to you yet, consider yourself lucky. When it does, when one day you look around and nothing is recognizable, when you find yourself alone in a dark wood having lost the way, you may find it easier to blame it on someone else. An errant lover, a missing father, a bad child. Or it may be easier to blame the map you were given. Folded too many times. Out of date, time of birth. But if you are honest, you will only be able to blame yourself. If you are lucky, remember a story you heard as a child, the trick of leaving a trail of breadcrumbs throughout woods, the idea that after whatever it is that is going to happen in those woods has happened, you can then retrace your steps, find your way back out. The question, then, is not how Proteus knows what most terrifies you, but how it has come to pass that you don't recognize your own innermost fears. Maybe Proteus is simply another name for shadow. The shadow you drag behind you with every step, except when you walk in darkness, when you yourself become the shadow. One form I take, as you hold on to me with your question, as I refuse to answer your question, as I try to terrify you into loosening your grip, as I try to terrify you by changing into the shape of that which most terrifies you, one of these terrifying forms that I change into is a waterfall. A waterfall? Who's afraid of a waterfall? Here, God says, here is your cup full of days. If you don't believe in God, you still get your cup full of days. Some will be spent making love, some will be spent high, some will be spent reading Ulysses, and some will be spent alone. Some will be spent around a table, a meal about to be passed, a steaming bowl of rice, some sautéed kale. 
It's someone's birthday, someone you have known for 10, no, 20 years. To your right is a woman you slept with seven years ago. At the time you thought it might work out, but it didn't. Across from you is the woman you are with now, and at this point it could be forever, whatever that means. Some of the days you are given will be spent in a strange city, and at the end of the day you will know that you have spoken to no one except the girl you got your coffee from. No one except her. There will always be days like this. Let's just accept that I know your innermost fear, and that I play on these fears, hoping you will let go, hoping you will give up, hoping you will stop asking your question, hoping you will lose hope. This, then, is a vision of me, of Proteus, as both torturer and tortured. I play on your fears, I want you to lose hope, but at the same time you are the one with your hands around my neck, asking your question. Some Buddhists believe that as you wander through the bardo, that realm between living and dying, you will encounter the physical manifestations of that which terrifies you. Over and over they will appear before you. This is your karmic debt, and only those who are enlightened will walk unafraid. Some believe that enlightenment often comes at the moment of death, just as it can often come at the moment of birth. Most of us, though, spend our given time, our handful of hours, our teaspoonful of years, hovering between these two poles, muddying the water. Monkey mind, some call it. Samsara. A friend tells this, perhaps apocryphal, story. While living in Hawaii, a volcano erupted, and after the initial blast, which destroyed the top of the mountain and everything else in the vicinity, the lava continued to ooze slowly out over the next several months, so slowly that you could walk up to the wall of it, put your hand on it, feel its warmth. How high was it? I imagine 20 feet, more or less. So high you'd have to tilt your head back to see the sky. The town my friend was staying in was downhill. Spared the initial blast, but the lava kept coming. Then the scientists came to calculate its movement, to predict how long it would take to reach the village, to mark which house would be the first to be swallowed beneath the slow motion wave. Is this better than a flood? Better than a fire? It gives you time to move out what you most value. Time to move everything, if you are able. If you are able, you can move the entire house. But I had the idea that the island was small, the village against the sea. The only option would be to uproot the house and put it on a raft and float it to the next island. I had the idea that most simply went each day to the wall of lava, put their hands to it. Hoped it would slow down. Hoped it would run out of juice. Hoped it would simply stop. Here I am, the maniac tied to the chair before me as Proteus. I've been told that a bomb is about to go off, potentially killing hundreds or even thousands of innocent people. As I hold on to Proteus, as I ask him my question, as I listen for his answer, he transforms into a dog on a leash, into a man dancing with panties on his head, into a bruise, into a madman, into a waterfall, into a cockroach in a bowl of rice. 
Into a man strapped into a chair, into thirty men strapped into thirty chairs, refusing to eat. Thirty tubes forced down their noses. So here I am, my fingers tight around Proteus's neck, asking my same question, over and over, as if the answer exists, inside the maniac, inside the prisoner, inside the beloved, inside my mother, inside my father, inside me, as if the answer is there and just needs to be released. And so here I am, holding my own head, dunking it into a bathtub full of water, repeating a meaningless question over and over, knowing that I will never get the question right. And here I am, holding my breath, and then letting it go. Ich 
Music from Ari Shapira, Lament for Lotan. We started with Gary, I keep making this Gary mistake. His name is Guy, Guy Barash. And his piece was Proteus, Electric Monologue, from his release on Innova Recordings from 2014 called Facts About Water. And we heard uh, the voice by... Andrew Struck Marcel with uh, digital processing, uh, signal processing by uh, Guy Barash, and uh, a text by Nick Flynn. That's a 2008 composition. And then from uh, Ari Shapiro, one of Guy Barash's instructors at the University of Haifa, uh, we heard Lament for Lotan. 
and uh, that's dedicated to a uh, Lotan Izaki uh, who was killed at uh, in the uh, Lebanese civil civil war in 1982. Um, between the electroacoustic processing and the Hebrew language, I uh, don't know the uh, text of the poem, and it's all rather obscure. I, I wish I had a direct. Uh, I wish I had the. Uh, full text to link to for the Martian Gardens blog, but uh, as uh, Ari Shapira is uh, no longer with us, I I can't ask him. (laughs) And that was from a release that uh, Ari Shapira sent to me uh, about 20 years ago uh, called Electronics Plus, um, and that was never commercially released. Music for uh, Readers, uh, a recorder little instrument there that was uh, put through uh, electroacoustic processing and uh, that was read by Idu Basak who wrote the text uh, as well as Alona Frankel and Shmuel Miller and uh, the recorder player Yehuda Gilad and that was uh, um, recorded composed in 1987. Well, we'll wind down Martian Gardens, episode uh, 1061, uh, with uh, Chantelle Dumas and a selection from her uh, uh, release of geologically-themed pieces called Oscillation Planétaire on Emprunts Digital from 2019. And uh, we'll hear a piece called Mid-Atlantic Ridge. And uh, this was electroacoustic music on uh, uh, stereo uh, channels, realized at uh, the Composer's Studio in Montreal, completed in 2018. Chantal Dumas, and this is called Mid-Atlantic Ridge. You've been listening to Martian Gardens, episode 1061, hour, uh, well, this is ending hour number three. Uh, my name's Max, and I'll be with you again another week for another edition of Martian Gardens 1062 coming up.
Thank you.